Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today I've got on holistic professional life organizer, Julie Caraccio. Julie's approach is actually really unique because what she does is she looks beyond the physical clutter and helps people work on their mental, emotional, and spiritual level to better understand why they have clutter in the first place. I mean, this makes perfect sense, right? What she has found is that if people don't get to the root of what's causing the clutter in the first place, it's highly unlikely that they're gonna be able to clear it and really truly become unstuck. And I love this because this is exactly what we do in feng shui. We're trying to break apart the root causes of stagnant energy. That's why things show up in our life, right? So she calls this method, awaken your brilliance, which I love this. And I think she channeled this. I think she talks about this in the show. And I think that this is so true because when you're bogged down with the stuff stuff in your life, you can't be shiny and brilliant. It's the same thing with your house. It can't be shiny and brilliant. So I think that this is going to be a really great show. We talked about a lot of really great topics and um, it's a very deep spiritual aspect as to why we do the things that we do. There's usually a spiritual void. So we have this frenetic energy that we don't know what to do with. So we accumulate and then we get stuck and, you know, we feel stagnant because we're surrounded by stuff that really makes it hard to breathe. Uh, real quick, uh, before we dive into the show today, just a little bit of housekeeping to let you know what's going on. The love course is going to be taken down in the middle of March. So if it's something that you're interested in, be sure to purchase it now. It is not going to be back until next year. You can just go to our website, gatesinteriordesign.com. It's in the navigation bar. You can find it there and purchase that. If you're interested, I want to mention this because this is a, a good deal for a lot of people who have been wanting to get a floor plan rating. We are going to be doing a special uh, for the next four to five weeks. Um, we're going to be doing a refund special so you can get $200 off of your floor plan reading. So that's exciting, right? Um, so if it's something that you've been contemplating on doing, um, I really like the idea of anybody who's getting a refund to be able to invest that refund into something that's really going to matter and it's going to uh, be transformative in your life and, and doing something with it that, you know, I think a lot of people, they go out and they buy shit, right? Which is the whole topic of this show today. Buying a bunch of crap that you don't need to impress people that you don't like, uh, to fill your house with crap that uh, is screwing up your energy. So um, I'm hoping to encourage you to do something that's really beneficial for you and your family. 
And, um, oh, and I also want to mention a uh, side note, enrollment for Mastering Feng Shui with Confidence is now closed. However, we have been getting some emails from some uh, people who uh, missed the boat and are interested in signing up. So the course doesn't actually go live until after the Mercury retrograde. We are officially in the retrograde. So it's going to be a, a pretty... Um, tumultuous retrograde. So I did not want to start the course during this. The 27th is actually um, just at the tail end of it, like a day or so. Um, so if you missed the opportunity to enroll, but you would like to enroll, we are going to open up five more slots. So if you're interested in snagging one of those spots, email us immediately at let's chat at thegatescompany.com and we will send you a private link to that, all right? And so keep in mind that we're in officially in Mercury retrograde, so you're gonna have some tech issues. All righty, back to Julie. Today, she and I are going to talk about how she got into all this, why she thinks we have clutter, what shows up as clutter, and how you can organize your end-of-life plan, which I think is really cool because a lot of times we don't think about, you know, if something were to happen to us or maybe we pass just due to old age, we leave behind a lot of technical stuff now, right? We've got computer passwords and digital. We have all this digital stuff in our life, and so she's really diving into that too. And I want to mention if this is a really important topic for you, um, I was really inspired by uh, talking with Julie and her spiritual approach to it. So what I did is next week's show is going to be how to feng shui your clutter. It's it, So if this is a topic that you're interested in, be sure to tune into next week's show as well. Alrighty, let's do this. Welcome to the show. I have an amazing, which I just realized I didn't ask how to pronounce your last name, but I have Julie Caraccio. Gold star. <gasps> Yay! You know, it's so funny. Um, for the listeners, I do that every single time. I get so excited about the guest. We start talking, we start chitty chatting, and then I'm like, are you ready? Let's do this. And then I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to ask how to pronounce that difficult name. <laughs> It's great. It's Italian. So the CCs are the CH. So you did it perfectly. Thank goodness. Well, welcome, Julie, to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to share what you do uh, with my audience. Uh, Julie is an organizer and a life coach if we want to put labels on it, but I think that she's actually much more. But before we really dive into that, just tell the audience your journey and, and how you got into this line of work. Well, the true story is I had moved from Los Angeles to Raleigh, from Los Angeles to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was in a horrible job. I had two really bad jobs, and I thought, well, what could I do that one I'd, I'd be good at and then use my skill set and then I could support people? And so thinking about things, I came up with professional organizing. And when I started my business, my name was Healing Through Organization. So it was very purposeful. I wanted my work to support people in their healing journey. And then as I did the work, and I celebrate 10 years in a couple months this year, I was like, wow, it's really more about the clutter. 
and I was doing an online TV show called Reawaken Your Brilliance, and that was a divine moment, and I thought I'm going to adopt that for the business name, which I don't, not a fun process to change your business name, but I felt really moved to do that, and through the TV show where I interviewed people and working with clients, I had this aha moment that it's really more about the clutter, and if we clear our clutter, the organizing that's kind of, I feel like almost a piece of cake. Like we can really get that done, but we've got to clear the clutter. And my entire life, I have been very interested in spiritual topics. I'm passionate about that. And so part of my journey and what I'd like to share with others is bringing in awareness, bringing in mindful living and understanding the clutter and getting below the surface so that we can release it. And so kind of all these things have happened and coaching while clearing the clutter. And I'll never forget, I had a great teachable moment from a client and I walked in and she said, I know you're here to organize, but I need you to listen to me. And I said, okay, you're the client. And so that was another moment that I thought, okay, this is part of the journey. We need to be able to listen. We need to be able to active listen and coach and, and provide that for people. And so it has taken my personal passions and brought that into my business. I love that. And uh, you and I were just talking just before we went on the show here. One of the things that I saw on your website, which I agreed with, is that clutter can often represent something that I personally think is an emotional block, which is what mm -hmm. you were just talking about. I actually think it has a lot to do with our, our chakra system. Mm -hmm. um, and you've mentioned that if you don't get to that root, that reason, um, to really have an understanding of why you're, you're accumulating the clutter in the first place, you're never going to get unstuck. And mm -hmm. I, I believe this so much because in all the years that I've been doing energy work and spiritual work, it's often there's, there's something, you know, in, in some part of our energy system that's off. There's something that's mm -hmm. wrong. There's some kind of trauma and mm -hmm. so the clutter is almost a physical manifestation of that. So can you expand on that and just kind of explain to the audience, you know, now that you've been doing this for a decade, you know, what that looks like and what that means? Well, it can mean different things. So for instance, I really believe that whatever is going on inside of you is reflected in your outer environment. So if you have a lot of clutter right now, you're probably having some inner chaos and it can manifest in different ways. And I'll try to share some examples. I had a client that um, had, had experienced trauma, as you mentioned. And so it manifested itself. So she had, it was really interesting. One of the ways that it manifested itself was that she had had a, a neighbor that she had a problem with and so this kind of added to everything and it was bringing up a, a lot of the trauma and so she had one wall completely cluttered the rest of the apartment was quite frankly pretty well organized and have a lot of clutter she was physically trying to block the like he was crazy he'd yell at her all the time and she'd have to have a light on because she worked at night and he'd scream that it was coming into his apartment. And so she literally was using the physical clutter to block the mental chaos this man was ca causing, but also the emotional. It was bringing up so many emotions for her that that was a way that she used clutter. People have used clutter to, sometimes people view clutter necessary for the creativity, which I don't 
subscribe to that view because you know you work with energy and you know that that's still again a representation of trying to have these scattered thoughts and having all of these things here and saying I need the clutter to do that but really what it does is it creates and there are people that argue that they can have clutter like they'll say to me Einstein had clutter well okay I would still argue that Einstein could have done a lot more he was awesome but he could have done even more if he wasn't living in that cluttered environment so especially with trauma it's going to manifest somehow so for instance say you had a childhood that was very chaotic and there was a lot going on clutter might represent safety to you because it's chaos well you know what my environment's cluttered so i'm safe does that make sense yeah i i think it does absolutely and and it's funny that you brought up einstein um i actually talk about him and nikola tesla in my mm. course and uh, I talk about, you know, how brilliant they were, but it was so driven and so focused that, you know, they had their priorities very clearly, you know, their path was really clearly defined. But the thing is, is that so many other things in their life were out of balance mm-hmm. and so many other things in their life were, were not priorities to them. So that's a form of clutter. It absolutely is. And I have a very, uh, here's my definition of clutter and kind of what makes me, I love being on your show and what you're doing. And thank you for doing the podcast because you are supporting people, especially with the energy work. And I think what makes me excited is we're finally moving in that direction of accepting, wow, everything's energy. And so most organizers are going to look at the physical aspects, some the mental, but to me, clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. You can have clutter in health. You can have it in your home. You can have it in your relationships. It really, for me, boils down to that definition. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's emotional, physical, mental, you know. Spiritual. It, toxic relationships. Yeah, spiritual. Um, and bad habits. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, eating bad, shoving shit in your refrigerator that's not good for you, that's a form of clutter. <laughs> Absolutely, 100% is. So, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of times we uh, kind of misdefine what clutter is and, oh, it's the junk drawer, it's that place mm-hmm. where I, I shove a lot of stuff. But, you know, even the, the ever-growing mail pile on your counter is a form of a cluttered mind of something that you don't want to approach or deal with or manage or handle at the, your entire house can be completely in order. But if you've got that crazy ass mail pile, what in your life is out of control that you're not willing to deal with? I'm so happy that you brought that up because I think that's so true because in my worldview, you can be a minimalist and still have clutter because there's other stuff going on and you know maybe being a minimalist for someone and I'm not saying this is for everyone that does this is a form of control why I'm going to so you know hold on so tight and control everything that comes into my environment so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're clutter free if you're a minimalist yeah and from a feng shui standpoint a minimalist is typically what we call a dominant metal element um, oh. they they do not they are perfectionists and they like to have very controlling. They like things to be in order. Um, and actually that can be a form of metal out of balance. So mm. it, it's just a matter of better understanding what your elemental makeup is. Um, and, and yeah, it absolutely is a form of clutter. And I think we all have 
I have clutter, you know, and I'm fully aware of this, but depending on, I think what's important is that my clutter rotates. So it's moving. So I'm, I'm stirring up the chi and I'm, I'm, you know, circulating the energy as opposed to I shove something in a corner and I don't touch it for a decade. Right. <laughs> right. And then you're also moving forward. You're dealing with it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, we're, things are kind of crazy now. We're in the process of downsizing. So I'm literally looking at the things we're going to sell in the garage sale, but I'm constantly on top of it like you are. And, and I don't let it sit for years. That's a, a huge thing. Am I, you know, and it's, we have to have fun. We have to have joy in our life, but are you consistent on a regular basis looking at your clutter and trying to remove it and move forward? Yeah. And, and I think just getting clarity on, on your why, you know, why, mm -hmm. why are you doing it? Why do you have it? And, and from a feng shui standpoint, I would often approach it of, you know, not only why do you have it, but where is it showing up in your house? Because that's yes. indicative of the area in your life that you're struggling with nine times out of 10. If you're struggling with finances, that's where your clutter accumulates. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with health, that's where your clutter, you know, you can associate with it. So, um, and that actually uh, is a great segue. One of the questions that I wanted to ask you, because I loved this, you said on your website that you think that so many people are sleepwalking through life. And I so agree with this. I think it's so easy to fall trapped to, you know, this conveyor belt of, routine and and we just mm -hmm. kind of especially when we're in our 30s and 40s we just yes. get really stuck in that routine and i'm curious in your profession how or what do you teach people that can kind of help them get off that conveyor belt of routine and and just be more present and mindful of their reality and what's going on in their life well everything obviously is individualized but i like to say a lot awareness plus action equals change. So a lot of times when people come to me, they're stuck in life and they just don't know, I, I, you know what, I want things to change. I just don't know how to get there. And so we talk about, well, how would you feel if you were like this a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, you know, put it in perspective. Life goes quickly. And I personally believe in reincarnation and all that good stuff, but our life goes by pretty quickly. So if you're unhappy, how can we change that? If you're unfulfilled, if you don't have joy, what is it that we need to remove to move forward? Because, you know, you can explain this much, but I know itty bitty feng shui, but that when you open up that space, that allows opportunities to come into your life. So I think it's really important, like where, and, to, and really it begins with awareness. Where are you sleepwalking through life? Have you been doing this for five years? You know, I've had people say to me, you know, I woke up and the years have gone by. And so it's becoming, it's self-awareness. One thing that, I like to teach people is what others do and say is about them and how you respond is about you. So don't get caught up in, you know, I'm, I'm not on social media as much. I have to unfortunately have a personal account to be on Facebook, but I've, I've taken a big step from that because people have just gone off the rails. And so what I tell people, like, why are you investing your time and energy on this? Is this, you want to, yell at someone who might be a troll or someone who you've never met to, is that the best use of your time? You know, to examine your life. Well, you know, oh, Julie, I don't have time to do this. Okay, well, let's, how much time did you watch TV this week? How much time did you spend surfing the internet? How much time did you spend on social media? And so be really becoming aware, where are you doing that? You know, life isn't static. Life flows, life changes. And so you gave a great example a moment ago saying, you know, you're 
you're moving the chi around and the clutter will kind of move to different areas. So that's, if we have that base of awareness, oh, you know what? I'm really stagnant in my relationship now, or, oh, I've been doing the spiritual override and not acknowledging my feelings. Where is it? So really awareness is the, is the building block. I love that. And I want to repeat that. Um, Julie's really talking about being proactive and not reactive. And what she mentioned was awareness plus your action is what equals change. And so I think just being aware of where this might be showing up for you is the first step because then you can start taking action, which is going to give you that change. And I think that you're right, Julie, when I look at people's lives, especially when we're talking about sleepwalking, people get so lost and wasting their time and shit that does not matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't have TV. And so that was one of the biggest things I got rid of TV probably about four years ago, but I don't nice. watch TV. Uh, I live like an old lady, which I love. <laughs> um, I spend a lot of time out in nature. I go on a lot mm-hmm. of hikes. I spend a lot of time in the woods. I meditate a lot. I read a lot. I live like an old lady and it's probably been, and people around me have noticed a huge difference in just my joy level, my pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happier in life. I'm far more intuitive. Uh, my energy work has been far superior than it's ever been. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you're right. A lot of the social media that's out there is very manipulative, mm-hmm. um, very vapid. There's just not a lot of gold that's in it. And so where are there areas in your life where you can find that awareness and then maybe take a small step? Because uh, this would, would be something, you know, since this is something that you do so much, you know, if someone's listening to this and going, well, that's great, Amanda, that's great, Julie, but, you know, I'm totally stuck and like my life is in shambles. I don't know where the hell to start. What are some suggestions that you might have for them to help them get that awareness? And, and, you know, what I see in my work is that people just hit absolute overwhelm and then do mm-hmm. nothing. So yes. what are your suggestions for that? Well, I'd agree with that too. I find that a lot that people, and they become so overwhelmed that they become paralyzed. But I want to offer a couple thoughts. One, we'll get to some suggestions. If you do 10 minutes a day, that equals 61 over 61 hours in a year. You know what? You can accomplish quite a bit in 61 hours. And so an example I would use is to break it down into small steps. If you say to me, Julie, I need to declutter my house, I'd get overwhelmed and I don't know if I could start, but can you begin with your purse? Can you take out the contents of your purse and declutter them? You are doing becoming more aware by listening to Amanda's podcast. So pat, so pat yourself on the back, okay? That is an action that you took. But then we need to take that a step further. Well, some things you can do, you listen to this podcast, you maybe read a book, you find a coach, you find a mentor. Do things and surround yourself with people who are honest and going to tell you like it is. I am so grateful and blessed. I've had a friend, my dear friend, Cotty, who over 20 years says it to me straight. And, and remember, awareness is something I need to become more aware. It is a constant process. It is not, I used to believe in life, we'd go A to B. And there was a straight linear line. I don't know what then was supposed to look like. I just thought it was this nebulous thing out there. And now what I believe is I'm kind of on a spiral. Sometimes I'm going up and sometimes I'm coming down. But I'm constantly 
in motion. And I, I share the story that I was in my 30s and my brother looked at me and he said, you see yourself as a victim. And in that moment, and I know my brother's not very spiritual and sometimes I think the awareness is not there, but in that moment, that was a key fact about myself that I needed to learn. And so I was like, oh, I see myself a victim. And then I started to think about it. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Like, well, what can I do? I can, let me see. Let me see if I can find a book. Let me see if I can talk to someone. So if you have people around you that are honest and going to tell you like it is, then you have to be open to hear it. And if he had said that to me five years earlier, hmm, not sure if I would have heard it. So be very aware of who your circle is, because if you hang out with people who are overweight, you are most likely to become overweight. If you hang out with people who complain all the time, guess what? You're going to start moaning and groaning. So those are just a few things. And remember, break it down into manageable steps. Maybe you say, okay, my house has a lot of clutter and I'm overwhelmed. Okay, well, today I'm going to research three professional organizers and then tomorrow, or maybe I'm going to research 10 and then tomorrow I'm going to call three and then I'm going to see if I can have a consultation with someone and then, you know, move there, but break it down into manageable steps and ask for support. Ask the universe, God, whatever your term is, you know what? I help. I need support. I'll, I'll share a story. I'm very close to having books come out. And so I had a cover designer. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to find someone. And someone was really nice, but she was like, I'm going to do the genre, but I'll try. I'm like, mm, not feeling it. And so I said, okay, universe, I need help. I have, I don't know what to do. And so I said, well, let me try Google. So I found this great site called Readsy that has designers and looked at a couple people. That's how I like to do things and ended up this woman, I was somehow she came into the, me searching her and she was amazing but I asked for help. I'm like, I can't do this alone. I need some support. I'm, you've asked me to do this. I'm moving forward. Please support me. Wow. That, I hope that everybody was listening because I think there are some incredible nuggets that Julie have said that I think that I need to repeat because I think that these will be seemingly too simple because, oh my God, we love to overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. Number one, constantly be in motion. This reminds me of the wheel of uh, wheel and tarot because we are, mm. you know, constantly going up and down. Um, we have to really approach life with an understanding that it's not going to be good all the time and it's mm -hmm. not be bad all the time, you know, and not that it really needs either label, but you're going to go in and out of that flow you're, because it's all about growth and lessons. So know mm -hmm. that you're going to be constantly in motion. Powerful. Be open to hear. Oh my God. In our society, we lack the skill of mm -hmm. listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We so badly want to be heard and we are already thinking about what we want to say before the person is finished mm -hmm. what they're talking about. Shut up, be still, and listen to what they have to say. Number three, pay attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our culture also lacks this, right? We mm -hmm. are so frenetic. We're so blown out in a froth that we we're oh my God, we get so many beautiful, amazing messages every day, but mm -hmm. we are not paying attention. And I love this. 
be willing to ask for help. I think that our culture is, we have been bred to believe that we are a freaking island Mm -hmm. and God forbid we can think our way through it and we can figure it out on our own and God forbid we can't ask for help. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. I love that too. You said uh, 10 minutes a day equals 61 hours in a year? Yeah, a little over 61. Yep. Holy crap, y'all. I mean... Who cannot come up with 10 minutes a day? I mean, come on, 61 hours. You can learn an entirely new skill set in 61 hours. That's incredible. I I think that everybody who's listening to this today should go, what is it that, you know, we're we're at the the top of 2019. Mm -hmm. What is it that we can what is it that we can really do that action part that she's talking about and give it 10 minutes a day? Because I think what's great is that we do get overwhelmed and we think, Oh my gosh, I have no idea where to start. But if you can just do that one little thing. And I loved, I should bring back. I love that you brought up the purse, the purse of the wallet. Um, These Mm -hmm. are really important energies in feng shui because they represent so much stuff. If you carry a lot of receipts, that is a reminder of debt. That's money that's already gone. It's money that's already spent. And our wallets can often, and our purses can often be very cluttered with a lot of crap that doesn't matter. So it's so empowering to get that completely cleared out, clean it up, get that new chi flowing to increase financial abundance, increase joy, and you feel great when you go to your wallet or your purse and it's clean. It just makes Mm -hmm. you feel better. What a great place to start. So I want to know, one of the things that I also saw on your website, which I think is so important that people do not incorporate into their psyche really is this idea and we talked about it a minute ago the physical mental emotional spiritual and even energetic aspects of how we show up and the the behaviors that we have can you expand a little bit on that and explain how that really shows up in our world especially when it comes to clutter okay so hopefully i'm understanding the question correctly so here was an, an example let's take spiritual clutter uh, an example of spiritual clutter for me is gossip if you were mm. gossiping all the time and, and I, I used to do, so my husband, when we first got married, he works a swing shift. And so I would sometimes feel, I was like, oh, I'm like you. I, well, we still have a TV because I'm a crazy football person, but uh, we have, uh, I would read sometimes at night, have my iPad and read these awful gossip websites. And then I was like, what am I doing? Why am I interested in reading about people? Oh, I'm trying to feel better about myself. Well, why do you need to feel better about yourself? What's this really going on here? Oh, maybe I'm not feeling like I'm good enough. So I need uh, confirmation that other people aren't good enough. And, and so that's a way. Does, is that kind of what you're looking for is a way that it might show up in life? Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think, I think that's great because when you're talking about the spiritual clutter, you know, when you're talking about, you know, trying to make your feel, yourself feel better and that idea of worthiness, that's root chakra energy right there. Your root mm-hmm. chakra's out. Mm-hmm. Then you're probably going to accumulate, you know, either toxic bad habits within yourself 
or external clutter in some way that represents this spiritual aspect to yourself. Oh, this is great. Yeah, keep going. Okay, so let's, I'm going to talk a little bit, kind of a little more of a side of energetic clutter because you are the rock star and this is your field of expertise. But so for me, energetic clutter, well, one of the compliments that we get, we have three cats, so they probably have something to do with it. But when people walk in our home, we're like, oh, it feels so good in here. Well, one of the reasons why it feels good is I clean it on a regular basis, saging it, or I love ocean water, I love flowers, you know, doing different things, using incense, doing a variety of ways, but you scrub your tub, why aren't you scrubbing your house? And you can, I know all of you listening have walked into a room and maybe it's got a ton of clutter and it just doesn't, it feels like, ooh, like I want to go take a shower or it just feels heavy. And so that can affect you. If you're in a sitting in a room that's really heavy, you're not going to want to spend time there. And if you're depressed, not having your space energetically cleared can, can add to that. And, and depression can cause clutter and clutter can cause depression. That's that inner outer that I was talking about earlier. So it's really important. Again, like you can have Amanda feng shui your house and get it all groovy, but you're going to want to clean it on a regular basis. And, you know, the other, when I talk about energetic clutter and this kind of ties into intuition, I know all the women listening are going to be nodding their heads when I say this, have we ever met a, a man that made us want to go take a shower immediately? I'm betting all of us have. And, and that's that energy and what that energy is saying to you, you know what, that doesn't jive with me. That's not someone there's, you know, maybe danger will Roger, but that's something that we need to be like, okay, and be aware of that and recognize it and say, okay, I'm going to move on. That's something my intuition, boom, is telling me right off the bat, this is not a match. Is this, is this making sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you're aware, as uh, Julie was just saying, if you understand the flow of life, you're open to hear, you pay attention, and you're getting the support you need by asking for help. <laughs> be aware. It really is. And so let's start some other examples. So we talked about uh, physical clutter is kind of obviously obvious when physical clutter shows up in your life, but always with that dig deeper. What, like I talked a moment ago about the client whose wall was trying to block out something and that's where it manifested. And, you know, I've worked with clients where some really, it's cathartic, but it can be intense. I've had people clear their clutter and be like, oh my gosh, I was abused as a kid. And again, Amanda can speak to more of the moving of the energy and bringing that up and how that works. But I've seen it happen because when you start moving it around and, 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 and when you're clearing your clutter, you're recognizing, you're really, okay, I've got something that needs to change. I need something that needs to shift. And as you start to do that, and really Goethe had that great quote, I think that's how you say his name, the German writer, you know, when you take that first step, the universe is going to meet you. The people that you need to have in your life start to show up synchronicities begin to happen like i'm like okay i need a book designer cover well bam i find it right off the bat on google so when you say okay i'm going to take action and move forward the universe is going to meet you without a doubt i mean i think that people really underestimate the power of just setting forth the intention of i need a book design you know a book cover designer like it could literally be that simple, but we want to overcomplicate it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It is. It's just putting it out there. I need help. And then one time with Reawaken Your Brilliance, I love this story. So I had this show. It was an internet TV show where I'd interview people. And 
and the guy's like, come on, I really want you to produce. And I'd go to studio and I was like, oh, I need a name. And, and Thrive, I'm like, yeah, there's like a bazillion Thrive things. And I literally was like, okay, Julie, just relax. Just take a step back. And I have my little meditation chair. And I literally sat down in the meditation chair and it was like this divine connection right from the top of my head to the ether and wisdom and reawaken your brilliance pop right down. I got right up, Googled nothing. There you go. Boom. Cause I relaxed. I didn't try to grasp or make it happen. And I said, okay, just take a step back. You're getting a little insane here. And then boom, the universe said, okay, you relaxed. Here you go. And I think that's a really important lesson because it's funny, the uh, feng shui consultation that I had with the gal yesterday she really wants to be a writer and director. And I told her, I said, it's not going to happen because you're strangulating the energy. You are mm -hmm. not allowing it to flow. And so in a lot of ways, um, I would say that she's got a little bit of a mix between emotional and spiritual clutter um, because there's definitely some, I've got to prove them wrong energy. Mm -hmm. And I think what's, what's important is Julie was just indicating this, you know, the anomaly, so to speak, of what clutter is. I always say um, to my clients, the curious thing about clutter is that it accumulates when energy gets stagnant mm -hmm. and energy gets stagnant when clutter accumulates. So the problem with that is, is that it becomes a cycle. And then if you're not aware or paying attention, like Julie's mentioning, you're going to end up getting stagnant somewhere. So I think it's, it's really um, important to get rid of that clutter, be, you know, become aware, take action, but really get into the flow of things. Because when you can tap into that chi, when you can tap into that energy, that's where reawakening your brilliance comes through. Uh, you know, and, and you can, and I've experienced this myself. I, I've got a, and I've shared this on the show. Um, I've got, uh, about 10 years ago, I received a vision and meditation about a community center that this is like my legacy. This is what I need to do to give back to my community. And I was gifted this vision of building a, a center for wow. my community. And about three years ago, I was doing the same thing. I was in meditation and I, I just like tapped into the line of God and it said, you know, I, I heard it's going to be called the Shui House. And I was like, oh, oh I, okay, well, that's what it's going to be. So I totally resonate with what you're talking about. And when you relax into it and you can just like pretend like you have a plug, a cord at the top of your head and you just relax into it and don't get overwhelmed, you can plug into the divine and it will guide you. It will tell you exactly what you need to make your next step. And I think if you can tap into that, it can also help with your energy system, your energy mm -hmm. centers. And that's where you're going to be able to start attacking that clutter because until you can really find the root as Julie's been talking about, if you don't know what that root cause is, it's going to keep showing up. It's going to keep happening. Right. Is that kind of your experience? Yes. And, and so as I was thinking like, for instance, if you go feng shui a house and I don't know what, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, okay, wipe my hands clean. I'm one and done. Nope. You got to keep doing the work. You've got to keep it clean. You've got to do that. Cause if not, it'll go back to the way it was. And I think it's so important to honor your intuition because you said we're always getting messages and when I've gone against my intuition, it gets me in trouble. And so if you, and you know, 
and someone said to me, they were reading something I wrote, and they said, well, you know, no, 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 your intuition can be wrong. And I'm like, no, I have to disagree mm-hmm. with that. It is your ego that's wrong, perhaps, absolutely, because your ego's got a whole separate purpose, and your ego and your intuition are are, are two separate, your intuitions coming from your soul level. And so if you say your intuition led you down the wrong path, I, I don't agree with that. But that connection is so, so important. But one of the things is getting to the root. It's not about the story. So if you get to root and realize, oh, wow, I was abused. You don't have to, you can just move forward. You don't have to go back to the story and examine it or all these things that happen. Sometimes, you know, I get in your healing process, perhaps you have to do that, but know that it's not a necessity. Know like you don't have, because sometimes when we get mirrored in the story, that brings us down, that keeps us stuck. It doesn't allow us to move forward. Mm. I really agree with that. And I would agree too, your intuition is never wrong. (laughs) Yes. How many times have you gotten that little ping, that little butterfly in your stomach that says, don't do it. And you do it anyways. <laughs> I, I can tell you thousands of stories. I, my intuition saved my life once. I was in Hawaii and I was traveling by myself and I was hanging out the beach and I heard. And so I, I should say, so like I am, I believe it's clear audience. So I hear things. It's kind of the universe has a sense of humor because I wear hearing aids, but I hear my intuition or I sense things, clear sentience, I think it is. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I heard get up, didn't do anything. The voice kept getting louder and louder. Finally, it was like someone sitting next to me, get up. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I got up, I turned around. There was a man watching me. And so I moved, because I was kind of by myself. So I moved closer down the beach to be with more people. And a woman was assaulted that night on the news. I heard about it. And I have no doubt in my mind that that would have been me. And, and here, I'll just share a silly thing. So I was at the gym the other day, finishing up my little arm weights. And I was going to the inner and outer thigh machines. And I heard go to the inner and I was like, nah, you know, it's okay. There's only, there's, they're both open and someone blah, blah, blah. Literally, as soon as I sit down, two people, boom. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I need to pay more attention. You were, cause I get kind of cranky in my little routine <laughs> here. So thanks for having my back. But you know, but that's the way to start. Like if it, then honor that, then listen and go to the thing. And when you do the little steps, then the big steps will happen. Like what happened with me, like you need to get out of this situation now. Yeah. I, I, the more you honor it and it's usually with the littler things, but the more that you honor it, the more that it really, you you get bigger and bigger tasks and, and, and louder gregarious roars as I call them, uh, which can be quite fun. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I had one this morning. I was going to go to yoga today just before I did the show. And uh, I heard very clearly, don't go. And even five years ago, I would have been like, oh, it'll be fine. And I have no idea. I mean, yoga is very good for me. I love yoga. I don't know why it told me not to go, but I'm just like, I trust. I Mm -hmm. honor it. I trust. There's some reason that I don't need to go. And so I didn't go. I don't know why, but I, I'm like you, I'm, I'm sentient and I'm also audience. And so I just, I was like, I'm just going to honor it. I don't know why. (laughs) Right. And you trust that and you just, and you might not know like I did in Hawaii, but you just trust for whatever reason and, and you keep moving forward with that. Yeah. And I think we get that uh, information quite a bit and we tend to turn it off or ignore it or, you know, 
we just think that it's our inner voice, you know, having a conversation with ourselves when in actuality it, it's divine information. So mm-hmm. the more you tap into it and tune into it and listen, mm-hmm. uh, I think the more magic that can really unfold for you. It, I had a very uh, strange experience this, well, not strange. It, it's very normal in my world. <laughs> uh, but my feng shui consultation that I had yesterday, one of the tasks that I told her to do is I said, you need to name your house. And she said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to meditate on that and see, what comes through and this morning she texted me and she said, I think her name is Marjorie. And I immediately Uh, said, Nope, it ain't Marjorie. And literally simultaneously, we both texted each other at the same time and said, it's Mallory. It was so uh, funny. (laughs) I love that. I love naming your house. I I'm going to, we're getting ready to move. So I think we're going to do that to the new house. I really like that idea. Yeah. It's, it's one of the first things that I always have my clients do is to, to name their house. And it was just so funny that we both simultaneously heard that it was Mallory, not Marjorie. So it was just really cute. Um, but when you really, you know, get, tapped in, tuned into that energy, you really do get to experience the magic and, um, it's funny because my girls that work with me, you know, I'll, I'll be delighted and I'll go tell them and they get delighted. And it's like, isn't this amazing that this is our job? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you can have magic in every day. And I think we have this attitude, like it's for Cinderella or I don't know, some kind of Disney thing, but that's not true. You can experience the magic every single day. Well, and I think that we've really been conditioned, you know, unfortunately with the strong intellectual patriarchal ways that, you know, we can't have joy, we can't have pleasure, we should feel guilty, you know, it should be hard, everything we do is hard, we got to work hard, and, you know, I think we've kind of rebuked that and, you know, just kind of stepped into, but what if it were truly magical every day, what if it, you know, and so I think when you can step into that, you can really find a lot more joy and pleasure and and fun. And it's just, it's, I had a really surreal experience. Uh, A lot of what I do with my consultations is I always incorporate nature spirits. And Mm. I had gone um, into meditation and the message that I got from my client, that consultation that day was that she needed to slow down um, Mm -hmm. and she needed to become friends with patients. And that many blessings were coming her way, but she was striving so hard that she was blocking them. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I got a divination. I did an I Ching divination on her and it was a rolling stone gathers no moss. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, patience. She needs to learn patience. That very day I went outside and in my backyard, in my tree, that was like maybe six feet from my house, there was a bobcat. I have never oh, in my life no. seen a bobcat. And I knew that it was her, it was a nature spirit speaking to me for a message for her. And I looked up the totem of the bobcat and none other than patience. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, how cool is that? Patience, patience, patience. And I was like, honey, I hope you're listening. I hope you're getting this message. <laughs> uh, well, you know, hopefully she did too, because it was there in all and many forms. It's funny, you know, I, I always work with the nature spirits with my clients, but that is by far the loudest one I've ever gotten. <laughs> well, you know, she probably needed to hear it and have all those things because she might have had a little bit of resistance. So, you know, said, okay, we're going to make it really clear. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome, I, I have to say. Well, Julie, I know that you've got, uh, 
I think you've got an online course or online things that people can purchase to help them on their journey. Is that correct? I do have an online course, but I'm coming out with books any moment and they will be available on the website and I have classes as well. And then all the information's on my website and then I've done masterminds where they're short little kind of mini courses. You get a class and we do coaching and that sort of thing. So let me ask you this, if, if someone's listening today and, you know, I know you do different facets. One of the things that um, uh, I thought was fascinating, and actually let me ask you about this real quick. I think it's great that you offer help in end of life planning and, and helping people get their um, affairs in order. I think that's a great thing and I think it's lacking in our culture. Um, how do you help people get kind of their stuff together for their end. How do you organize that? Well, there are a couple different things and that's something that I just have newly added. I felt really led to do based on personal experience and things that I was seeing, as you mentioned, kind of culturally, I'm like, people need support with this. And so it can be, I don't give legal advice, but getting all your papers ready for the attorney or making sure your financial information is there a roadmap creating a roadmap for your heirs. And again, you don't have to be super wealthy, but if you don't, Aretha Franklin didn't have a will and perhaps she had a trust because she had a special needs child, but the state's going to take some of that. And I don't know about you, but I want people who I love or causes I believe in to have whatever I have left. And the other thing I do is ceremony, end of life planning. Do you want to, have you thought about if you're fortunate in your final moments? How would you like to go? How do you want to be remembered? So it kind of is the organization, but as well as the spiritual aspect. What's important? How do you want to be remembered? What's your legacy? And so working that way. And, and again, the biggest component is having your wishes known. And, and medically, that's another area. You know, do you, do you want to, how do you want to be? If you were in a vegetative state, do you want help crossing over? And again, you know, you get into different states' rights, but if you prepare for death, you can live your life fully and dying well is just to me as important as living well. Yeah. I, I was really pleased to see that you offer this and this is something if they're interested in this, they work with you one-on-one. -on -one, is that correct? Correct. Yes. Um, I think that this is really important. Uh, a couple years back, I wrote a book called detoxing uh, clutter with feng shui. And I actually had a section in the book, uh, for digital estate planning, um, because our we have so much information now online from our utility bills to memberships to emails to mm -hmm. social media uh, websites, and mm -hmm. all of this stuff has passwords. And you know, if something were to happen to you tomorrow, does anybody know what your passwords are? Do they know how to get into this information? I see so many accounts that mm -hmm. people can't get into because something has happened to them. So I think it's great that you offer this to just organize it. I realize that people don't want to think about this, but I do think it's really important to get your affairs in order and think mm -hmm. about, you know, um, when I was doing research for my book, I, there were, and you probably do this, uh, there's people that are out there that will help you organize this stuff. But one of the things that I thought was really great is they encouraged you to put all this information down on a piece of paper on a thumb drive and put it in a, like a bank vault mm -hmm. so that the information was somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, that they can easily access. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's great that you offer this. 
Um, okay, so you've got uh, this service, which I think is great, a great way to organize and, and get your affairs in order, uh, and especially your wishes and your needs. The cool thing is, is that, you know, if something does happen to you, one, you're going to a better place. So hallelujah. Right. Uh, and two, you know, just making sure that those that you're leaving behind, you know, you don't want to put a lot of stress and anxiety on them because you didn't have your shit together. <laughs> well, you know, we are, we have cats and I can't tell you how many times I see, oh, the family didn't want the pets. So they threw it out that, um, you know, they didn't, or they brought it to uh, animal shelter to be euthanized. I would be heartbroken if that were to happen to our pets. And so it also not only it becomes a problem for society if you have all these animals running around, but you know, it just, it breaks my heart to see that. Yeah. Oh gosh. I've got three of them. My own, everybody knows Winnie Pooh. She has an Instagram, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would be devastated. So I think that that's such a key point. You know, I think that often, you know, if you're listening to this today and you think, Oh, organizing, I need to get my kitchen in order. Well, there's, there's a lot of things in our lives, I think that could be organized and, and thought out. And, um, you know, whether that is bad relationships, toxic habits, uh, you know, your estate planning, your kitchen, <laughs> um, I think there's a lot to it. And I, I think it's great that Julie offers all of these services um, to help people kind of get their life in order and, and to help them. I think what's great is at the end of the day, I think what this does is it really helps people be a lot more mindful about their mm -hmm. reality and what's going on around them. Yes. Um, and when you get your life organized, you just feel better. It's such better chi. The chi can flow a lot easier in your life. You feel better. Um, I talk about on this show, all the time. If you are a student of mine, I've pounded in your head that you have to cultivate your chi and you cannot do this if you're surrounded by clutter and you're surrounded by all of this stuff that doesn't serve you. So I think that um, Julie's really a great advocate to, to push this forward to, you know, helping you get your life in order and, and getting your chi in order. Um, and she's got, Julie, what is your website? If people are interested in learning more about you or learning more about this and, or want to work with you, where can they go? To reawakenyourbrilliance.com. All one word. All one word. And it's the message that she got in meditation. So that means it's even better. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's been divinely brought to you. Um, and you've got the courses on there. You've got information on your website and you've also, when are your books coming out? They are hopefully going to be out. I'm having them formatted now. So within the next couple of weeks and awesome. I already have the Amazon page up and we'll be getting them on the website and have a couple others coming out a couple months afterwards. This has been a nice learning curve for me doing my own book. It's good. I've, I'll know, but it's been, I've had a learning curve. But it sounds like you've organized it. Oh, gosh, yeah, step by step. But, you know, like someone said, oh, the book cover, they'll need six months. And she got me right off the bat. She got me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So from the get go that it didn't take as much time as I had planned for. And then I'm like, oh, you need to format a book. And luckily, my best friend is a whiz at that. So we're, uh, I got a great suggestion when in the editing process, and it's a little more complicated. So we're, we're down to the final formatting. It's almost there. That's okay. Divine timing. It will come out when it's ready. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear that. 
<laughs> you have to trust the process, you know, like when there's a lot of hurdles, you have to kind of step back. That's what my, my teacher always says, well, maybe it's time to take a step back and, you know, like, okay, it's going to come out when it's ready. You know, it's like a birthing process. And when that exactly. baby's ready, she'll come out. <laughs> That's a, that is a good analogy. Great analogy. Well, Julie, I want to thank you for taking the time today to come on the show with me. Um, she has a fantastic website, reawakenyourbrilliance.com. You can go there to learn more. Thank you, Julie, for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. And thank you for sharing your light in the world. Well, I hope after listening to this show, y'all are excited to go and start cleaning out your junk drawer, maybe cleaning out your junk room, maybe getting inspired to clean out the whole house. That can be a little overwhelming, but sometimes when you start with the junk drawer, it can be a little bit more motivating, right? Because you feel good. Um, so I, I hope that you're inspired by today's show, uh, just to, to start getting the energy right in your own home. Um, definitely the, the digital life planning, I think is a great idea. And I think we're, you know, it's something that most of us probably haven't even thought of because the tech industry, the tech stuff that we do is still so new, but, um, I think that, uh, it's definitely gotten into my bones that I, I need to start looking at this and, and taking this into consideration because God, Think about all the passwords and all the, the stuff that we have, Instagram accounts, Facebook accounts, uh, retirement accounts. There's just so much stuff that I can just imagine, you know, how overwhelming that could be for somebody trying to figure it all out if you weren't there to explain it. So I think that that's something that we should all, you know, kind of put in the back of our head. I hope all of you are enjoying this Mercury retrograde. We're only a couple days into it, but you know, just know that technology is not going to work. It's going to be on the fritz. Things are going to go awry. Things aren't going to work properly. You may lose some emails. It's okay. Just breathe through it. Stay in those above the cross emotions. It matters. You know, if you see somebody else having a frustrating day, be sure to go over, maybe encourage them tell them that it's going to be okay. I don't know, whatever you can do to make them smile. Uh, let's see, what else do you need to know? Website, if you need more information, would like more information, maybe you'd like to take advantage of our floor plan reading special, go over to our website, gatesinteriordesign.com. You can get all the information there and contact us. Don't forget the love course is about to expire. So if you're looking for love, wanting to rekindle love, you can go there, check that out. And um, don't forget to, if you are interested in enrolling in the course, we're going to open up five slots. Uh, all you got to do is email us at letschat at thegatescompany.com. It is a first come, first serve basis. So um, get it while you can. It'll be back in the fall, though, if you miss out. All right, everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed this show today. Thank you for giving me your time, your ears for this show. And hey... Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.